Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me today. Um, I have a special guest in Kelly Malcolm. He's the VP of Exploration at um, Amex Exploration. For those that have been long-term uh, watchers of the show and readers of my report, will know that uh, Amex is a company I started following very early in their high-grade gold discovery in Quebec. Uh, back then, they had about a 50 cent uh, share price. Now they've been um, well north of that. Uh, and I think they're still very early in their um, potential for where they'll grow to. Um, lately, I've been noticing that gold stocks and uh, gold itself have been weak. And uh, I think that that's an overdone situation. And I think we're at a very crucial time when we're going to see a significant breakout. And in that kind of a breakout uh, for gold and gold stocks, I expect a company like Amex Exploration to join uh, the party. So uh, let's welcome Kelly Malcolm. Kelly, thanks for joining me today. Thanks a lot, Alan. Always a pleasure to be on with you. Well, and uh, it's always a pleasure to have you guys. You're my new sponsor of my website. And helping me to, to be able to put a lot of this new content out that I want to get out to the public because I think, as I said earlier, we're in a uh, very exciting time. Uh, I get excited when everybody else is less than uh, excited, but uh, you guys really have a lot to talk about. So let's get right into it, Kelly. Um, before we talk about your gold stuff, uh, you guys made a, a sort of a out of left field um, discovery of a VMS uh, uh, deposit or discovery, and um, you're in close proximity to where there's an important mine, uh, not about 8,000 meters away. Uh, these VMS deposits are very exciting because they can come in clusters. Let's talk about your new discovery that you just announced a couple of days ago, Kelly. Sure. So um, we, we put out a one single drill hole uh, in terms of assay results focused on VMS exploration. The results from that uh, intercept were about eight meters of around 3% copper equivalent. The actual copper grade throughout that whole interval was about 2.4%, but there was also a significant uh, zinc, silver, and gold associated credit with that mineralization. So What's exciting not, about that? I, that's not a copper equivalent number. That's the copper. That's a straight up copper number. Yes, we didn't. In this release, we didn't put out any equivalency numbers. We wanted to let the numbers speak for themselves, but certainly it was a copper driven uh, intercept. So a copper equivalent would be the way that you would look at this system uh, because it is very, very rich, especially in certain samples uh, with copper mineralization. And then in addition to that one drill hole, we put out a second hole um, visually that was 70 meters below that, uh, what we consider a very nice intercept that also shared very, very similar visual characteristics. And we expect we'll have very similar grades over essentially the same width. So what we think that we've defined is the start of a proper VMS system. The reason being, and I know we've talked about this before, is the historic work in the area had significant indications of something sizable there, basically on the fringes of where we hit. So we basically, we hit the core of the system. Historically, there was five or six holes on the fringes of this, 
all with significant mineralization, albeit spotty, scattered, disseminated. I believe the best other hole was 2.15% copper over about a meter and a half. So that, that's a substantial intercept on its own, but it's obviously not enough to get people too excited. But we did a lot of reinterpretation work, uh, looked at old geochemical data, geophysical data, um, looked at neighboring projects and properties, and, and really got a good feel for the potential of this system in particular. And we hit what we think is uh, the, the glory hole to start off um, what, what could end up being quite a significant uh, copper deposit. Now, Kelly, um, you, we always want to look at analogies and what's around. Um, I, when I read your news release, the thing that struck me was a couple things. One was the, uh, you're in a package or a contact of two packages of rock there uh, that are connected to the mine in the area. Let's talk a little bit about that contact and the uh, nearby mine. Sure, so I'll jump to the nearby mine first. Uh, it's called the Normatal Mine, where our project is based in the town. Sorry, it's not called the town of Normatal Mine. It's called the Normatal Mine. It went from uh, surface down to a depth of better than 2.4 kilometers, uh, was mined for over 50 years. The town that we're operating in is called the town of Normatal, named after that mine. Uh, essentially, it built up a community. It was such a substantial moneymaker. Um, to the west of that mine is uh, a satellite deposit called Normet Mar. Uh, that's been worked on over the years and is showing significant promise as well. And those both sit in what we call the Normatal Mine Horizon. And how VMS deposits work typically is you get a layered sequence of volcanics. And in a period of acquiescence or a quiet period of volcanism, you get the formation of these EMS deposits, which, which form from hydrothermal fluids that are cutting through that rock package. And they basically sprinkle out onto the surface of that volcanic floor and, and find themselves trapped into beds or, or gullies in the historic ocean, ocean floor often, or sometimes um, on, on the land surface, but that's quite rare. And then um, usually you get more rocks overlaying that as as you do throughout the geologic time period. But that mine horizon that you can see on our map, it's marked out in blue, that is the marker for the VMS mineralization period in the area. So essentially from that Normatal mine, trending across all the way uh, through about three quarters of our project, and then further off to the east, is all very prospective for these Normatal mine type targets. And Normatal was, a, was quite a rich project uh, very nice copper grades, about a half a gram of gold, um, quite nice zinc mineralization as well, about an ounce and a half of silver. So that is, is very profitable rock, upwards of uh, several hundred dollars Canadian per ton. So it's, it's quite an attractive target for us to go after. So um, it's, it's relatively easy exploration, provided you have the geophysical and geophysical geochemical tools to, um, to guide you in that horizon. And you can basically test it along, um, along that sequence. And chances are pretty good, as, as you're probably well aware, that VMS deposits form in clusters. And oftentimes, there are several, rather than just being one isolated VMS deposit in a belt. 
And so far in that belt, there's only been two. Am I getting that right? There's been the, the past producing mine. The satellite to that was mined just at surface. There was a bulk sample taken, uh, which was very rich in zinc. And really that was it. There was some SNPs further to the east, but nothing of substance has been yet found. But uh, our discovery shows that that whole package is actually quite perspective now. Because um, I do think that we have the potential to be onto something substantial and build up real tonnage with real economic grades uh, in this interval. So Kelly, a couple things I'd like to ask about that Normatel mine, um, just to, you know, we always want to look at grade and size. Uh, what was the size in, in, in tonnage that they mined out of there approximately? A little over 10 million tons. And what was neat about it is it's a, basically a pipe. So it was very, very continuous, similar to actually our high grade zone. Um, this area has not seen much post mineralization deformation. And, and as you've always said, that's a really important thing when you're looking at these deposits because they're simple to plan a mine around. Typically they're sheet-like, you can predict how you're gonna be extracting. There's not very much folding, not much post mineralization faulting. So that was a really simple mine to, to work. And it was done from the thirties, I think until around the late seventies and then shut down permanently in the 1990s. It was, it was fully reclaimed. Um, it actually looks like a beautiful field now. All the, all the infrastructure's gone and it's fully um, revegetated. And um, another thing is uh, that are well known in these VMS deposits is the zonation of grade. You often will get zinc, silver, uh, followed by gold and copper. You're already in the gold and copper. Um, what was the situation at Normatel? Did they see that zonation of grade or was the uh, top part gone? So no, there was, there was definitely a higher zinc component uh, near surface there. Uh, zinc, lead, and uh, a little bit of lead and silver. And then as they transitioned, I believe it was about 750 meters vertically or kilometer, it really started kicking up in terms of copper grades. And the neighboring company to us, uh, Star Peak Exploration, they've been drilling that, that satellite deposit called Normet Mar. And they've been seeing quite similar things. They're hitting very nice zinc grades near surface with indications of copper increasing. Uh, at depth. So it's a reasonable assumption to make that that, that may happen to us and um, we may sort of decrease in our zinc concentrations and increase in the copper as we get deeper in the system. And often you'll see that as you go deeper into the system that you get uh, richer grades. Is that uh, generally what <clears throat> it's, it, it can happen for sure. Uh, in the Abitibi, that's, that's sort of the convention that people employ. We're, we're two holes into this so far, so I think it's, um, it's, it's a bit of a stretch to say that, but we do see up, up near surface, like I mentioned, uh, two plus percent copper only over 1.5 meters. So potentially it is getting a bit wider depth, but it's, it's far too early to, um, to, that's a bit too arm wavy even for me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, as an analyst, I'm always looking for to pull stuff out of you guys, Kelly, and uh, it's just because of enthusiasm. I don't want to get you guys in any trouble. Um, but finally, uh, from a geological perspective, um, I noticed that where you hit that uh, grade was sort of where um, you move from 
a wide uh, package of rock into a, a bit of a bend there. Um, is that something that from a structural perspective that you would uh, uh, think is why the rocks are well prepared there? Yeah, there, there, there could be. Let me see if I can pull that one up for you, Alan. I don't know if that is that okay if I shared my screen here. Yeah, let's see if it works. You never know with these Zoom calls. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. Um, uh, this will work nicely. Yeah, you got her. We just have to enable screen sharing, Alan. Okay, and. Uh... Multiple participants can share simultaneously. I figured that out. There you go, Kelly. Beautiful. There we go. So this is so this is nice actually. This is the um, this is the mine sequence we were talking about earlier in blue. So basically, Normatal mine here, Normet Mar satellite uh, to the to the northwest. Here's our new discovery. All of these occur within this blue. Um, Normatel mine sequence. It actually trends even further over through here. That's just a number of faults that are are, are masking that um, that blue sequence below. So we've got several kilometers of it to test along our along our property. And then what you were speaking about is this image here. Yes, that's the one. Where exactly where we hit, you can see this jog in these mine sequence. Right. Two reasons for that. Number one is very limited drilling. So this is 250 meters. So we're several hundred meters between drill holes uh, targeting this sequence. So you can easily fit, um, number one, you can easily fit a number of these lenses in that, um, in that distance. But number two, we just have limited data to, to define this boundary. However, there is a really good case to make, like you said, that, um, there is some structural complexity happening there. It also could be um, an ancient uh, topographic thing. So VMS deposits, like I mentioned, form by percolation of metals as they're shot up basically into an ocean sequence and they deposit and they look for basins and they look for areas uh, with which are, are topographic lows at the time that you can grab that mineralization and trap it. So that could be an indication of a basin type environment, or it could be a, a, a structure that is mineralized as well. So it's tough to say what that is at this moment, but as we continue advancing, we'll get a much better handle on, um, on the structural sequence there for sure. One thing I often notice, Kelly, is that we look at these geological maps and uh, sometimes the topographic maps don't get uh, maybe as much uh, uh, play as they should, because oftentimes that's an expression of what's happening deeper. Um, what does the topographic uh, map look like here? Do you see indications of uh, what we're talking about with these geological maps? It would be one single topography, basically, for the whole project. It's very, very flat. There's there's a little bit of, um, as we come up from the town of Normatal, we, we um, we trend upwards, but it's only about 15 meters elevation difference. Otherwise, it's a very, very gradational um, flat area. Flat area. The, the one thing that we do see, though, is our major gold zones, which would be the high grade zone, Gretien, Gray Cat, are all 
basically defined at the surface by swamps. So the elevation is actually the same because it's, it's such an ancient environment. There's been um, overburdened and placed over everything, but there definitely was an indication of alteration in that area because um, typically when you have uh, alter hydrothermal alteration of rocks, they become a bit softer and they would be scraped away more by the glaciation than, um, um, than the siliceous rock. So that's one of the abitibi tricks is you look, look in the swampy areas, which are harder to find, but oftentimes indications of, um, of a system at depth. Well, Kelly, I think we've covered a good amount of the uh, new VMS discovery. You got more holes pending. Uh, it looks like you have regional targets there that could be similar. So I think you guys are off to the races there. And I'm a big fan of copper because uh, not only am I bullish on precious metals, I'm also very bullish on, uh, on uh, battery metals and uh, the electrification of the world and automobiles and all kinds of things. And um, copper is the most important uh, in that. And you guys got some copper to go with your precious metals. So you're falling into the category that I really like. Yeah, so that, that's really what we also want to portray is that gold, we, MX is a gold exploration company, um, as you well know, but this was a, a very welcome surprise. We think it's, it's beneficial for shareholders. We're going to keep a drill working on this zone and, and work to define it. And, and one thing that I'd mentioned before we get off the topic is uh, they're much easier to define in terms of a deposit than a gold system. You need much lesser spacings to define the, um, the continuity of the system, define the grade, but also um, they're much denser. So it's about double the density um, versus a, a quartz veined rock. So in, in the same amount of volume of rock, so let's say this is your, your, your square of gold mineralization, you're gonna get a ton of mineralization. You need only half of that for a VMS system to get the equivalent amount of tonnage. So it, it pending obviously continued success, it won't take much to outline a significant deposit of mineralization on this new system. These VMS systems can be picked up good with uh, geophysics. So uh, Absolutely. that's been helpful. Yes, totally. That's that's been a major, a major tool for our success here, and and will be going forward as well. Awesome. Well, let's talk about the 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 big thing that you guys have, which is a uh, a series of high grade discoveries. You've got a few that are in close proximity to each other. We'll talk about your regional stuff at the end, but uh, on the stuff that's. Uh, sort of close in proximity uh, that look like they could be connected. You've also got incredible, um, and I don't use that word lightly, uh, high-grade continuity. And when it comes to mining high-grade gold systems, that's what you want to look for is continuity. And of the companies that I follow uh, closely, I, I, you know, you guys have some of the best high-grade continuity that I've seen. You've got it from surface all the way down to over a kilometer. Uh, let's get on to the gold story. Sure, so um, we are rapidly working to drill off our main, our major deposits. Um, most of our work at the moment is focused on the Eastern Gold Zone, comprised of the high-grade zone, which is like you mentioned, a very uh, continuous panel of 
uh, I would say very high grade gold mineralization. Um, and then we've got Denise to the south of that, which is a, a bulk zone of low grade gold mineralization that starts right at surface. So most of our, of our focus in terms of definition and expansion is focused on those two zones. We are doing a little bit of work to infill the Gratien and Greycat zones. Um, but the main objective here is to put a resource out uh, at the beginning of 2022. That's what we're working towards. We can't obviously guarantee that it's happening, but we're certainly working towards that goal. And it looks like the end is, um, is, is progressing. We've got a number of groups helping us with this as well. And um, we're, we're quite confident that we'll hit that timeline um, of, of early 2022 or first half at least of, of next year. One of the things that I noticed really early, Kelly, when you were drilling was the potential to connect the dots as you go deeper. Um, but I think there's also something important is connecting the dots along strike in between these zones. Uh, can you give us a little color on that, Kelly? Absolutely. So the, the connection of the two systems at depth doesn't seem to want to happen. I always thought that they might, they may come together as the, the Denise and the high grade zone. Uh, it looks like they're truly in parallel. They do, they strike at a different angle. So if you can see my hands here, they're a little bit off strike. So they come very close towards the West and then they branch out a little bit from each other um, going towards the East, Denise and the high grade zone because the high grade zone is on a secondary structure. So, it, so the major fault is here. High grade zone trends up a little bit away from that main fault whereas Denise trends along that main structure. So they, they spread apart a little bit as you go towards the east where the high grade zone goes to depth, which is why it doesn't look like they're gonna connect, but we do think they're very synergistic and, um, and, and both are a big value add being that close to one another. Because essentially- In the sense that there's not a lot of room between the two, is that correct? Correct. And essentially you, you would and you will share infrastructure uh, if you build an open pit on Denise, you'll be exploiting the high grade zone. Um, if you decide to do some bulk mining on Denise, you'll be using the high grade zone infrastructure, which is, is clearly developing to be an underground type system. So that, that's what I mean by synergies there. They're only 50 meters apart from one another. So that's, that's substantial. And um, we think it adds real economic value. So you could go underground from the Denise zone to catch that's the, that's again an alternative as, as to how to look at it. you can go back either way so we've got a number of um consulting firms so namely geological working towards that resource but a few of those groups are starting to do some very very preliminary uh, evaluation of, of engineering potential and how you could build a mine here and, and what that would look like so don't have much answers for you at the moment but we are working towards getting um a, a proper instead of an arm waving handle on on what that would look like and what this mine could look like in the near future well you know kelly i i know that uh open pit low grade lower grade mines can be very profitable most of the big uh, production of gold comes from that but i'm also a big fan of uh, high grade uh, especially with great continuity because you know that's what makes some very high margin deposits as well and maybe not as much um, uh, uh, initial capital to get them rolling. 
Um, so let's let's talk more about uh, your high grade zone with this excellent continuity from surface down to over a thousand meters. Um, what are you doing on on that now? And uh, what's pending as far as uh, you guys are stacking up a lot of potential yeah. assay results here? Absolutely. So we're we're really working. So the, the upper portion of the high grade zone, sort of zero to or maybe fifty meters to five hundred meters, is pretty well defined now. We've got um, we're we're still working on tightening up on some of the areas with with bonanza mineralization in order to minimize the effect of the capping of that mineralization, which is basically geostatistics that take away some of your gold that you've drilled. So we want to minimize that. Not as a much big as fan of that, by the way, Kelly. Because no, uh, neither am I. Of course, you gotta you, you mine that stuff, and uh, often it proves to be very conservative. Yeah, and and what we've we've proven or are working to prove is that um, this truly is a rich system. You can drill a hole two meters away from another bonanza hit, and and you'll have very very comparable grades. So that's one of the reasons that we're doing some tight drilling up near surface. At depth, we still have some gaps to fill in on that long section. So we've got to basically pincushion um, all of the holes in between some of those hits to, to get us up into a reasonable category of resource when we put that out. Um, as well, we're working to expand both along strike and a little bit more at depth. We've drilled down to over 1.25 kilometers. We won't be doing our resource that deep. So there's limited reason to go much deeper at the moment but we may because we were big believers that we're able to hit a depth and we've proven that we can may stick one or two um, a little bit deeper just to to indicate that this indeed is a very continuous system that is i i i don't really see a reason for it to cut off anywhere it's, it's, what, uh, how, how we interpret this. You're teasing me there with a couple things that I think weren't lost on people. One is that, you know, in these gold systems, it's kind of like what I spent my career, a lot of my career on, which was diamond exploration. And when you get high grade diamonds, you can, it's not easy to say what you said earlier about drilling two meters away and uh, the same, you hit the same kind of stuff. Um, th that's important to me uh, in a high grade system that keeps going back to my continuity com comments. And um, I hope it's not lost on people. The second thing you said, which was about the extent of these kind of systems uh, in the Red Lake area, you know, they went down, I think about two kilometers before they really hit the jewelry boxes. And you guys are already in the jewelry boxes and it looks like there's a potential that there's more jewelry boxes down there. So um, I know it's a bit arm waving because you don't have any holes down there, but from what we know about these kind of systems, uh, it's reasonable to believe that, uh, you know, you could have some juicy stuff at depth as well. Yeah, totally. And, and one of the reasons that we've always thought that this would extend to, to at least where we found it so far is the neighboring historic mine that we talked about. And that went, it was continuous from surface to 2.4 kilometers. And I don't know really why they abandoned it. It's, it was still mineralized at depth. Uh, I think that there was some flooding that happened and just became uh, too expensive of an, of an endeavor. 
the argument is that that would continue even deeper. We're of the opinion that that our high grade zone will go significantly deeper than what we've outlined so far. Okay, Kelly, and uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about regarding the high grade zone is a topic I keep on banging the table on with you guys is the high grade continuity. Uh, there's a paper being written uh, about that specific topic and how unique it is to have such continuity. Um, can you put some light on that paper that's being worked on, Kelly? Yeah, sure. So we've written a paper in conjunction with the professor out of um, the Quebec University called the University of Dishikudami, um, along with, with two of our geologists, myself and the chairman, Jacques Trottier. And essentially, we were, we were trying to answer the question, um, like you said, why, why and how is this such a continuous shoot, whereas most of the abitibi you get much spottier, um, but you can get rich, but, but very spotty gold deposits. And <clears throat> this is, it's a unique system because we don't really have much uh, alteration surrounding the high-grade mineralization. So it's almost like it just opened once and, and this gold was in placed into the system. So we, we look to, to address that. So we, we're, it, but it is the evidence and the science that we've done points, points to the fact that this is a unique system with unique characteristics um, and that helps guide some of the ideas as to why this is such a continuous and high grade gold system. It's, it's got some unique characteristics. So that's pending um, revision and pending publication, but once it's out, I'm happy to share a copy with you and we'll probably well, post it to our website. We'll definitely be talking about that because that puts more meat on the bone as to, you know, what we've been seeing in the drill holes and, and, uh, and all this high grade continuity. Um, so Kelly, before I let you go, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your regional gold exploration because, you know, that's kind of indicative of this overall area that you know it, it looks like this isn't just one or two events uh you're finding high-grade gold in other spots as well so talk a little bit about the work you're doing on the um on the uh, regional uh targets and uh what you found and what you're where you're going with that sure so we've done um we've done quite a quite an extensive regional program um, I've been very pleased with it. We, we're starting to get assays coming in. Um, so we, we do look to have something uh, out in the next month or two once, once all that information is in and compiled because it was a very much property-wide program that we did. We, we tested a lot of our Beaupre block. We had a number of really unique structural targets that mirrored, remember I was talking about the main fault and the secondary fault with the high-grade zone trending off of it, a number of of similar structures to that we targeted. Um, we also did, like I mentioned, obviously with the VMS drill hole, we did a small amount of, of VMS focus drilling. We did some, some geophysical testing um, and, and we found some really interesting stuff. So yeah, we're, we're starting to get numbers coming back. We're, we're looking forward to receiving everything, but we do plan to do a regional release uh, focused on um, on exploration once we once we get those numbers back in but um, yeah kelly yeah. you're you're a bit of a you're you're a bit of a, a scientist that you're kind of 
you don't really get excited like I do in Armwood, but you've made discoveries of high grade yeah. gold. We've put out two really fantastic discoveries in terms of uh, grade. The 210 zone was 56 grams over eight and a half meters, I believe. Which would make, by the way, which would make a junior exploration company. Oh, it'd go dancing. Yes, we'd be dancing in the streets. We were. Yeah. Um, and then the what we call the Alizé zone or hole 41. Um, again, a very high grade intercept. So there is high grade gold elsewhere from where we've been where we've been focused. Um, so really looking forward to getting all that back and and um, and sharing that information with everyone. So Kelly, I guess uh, if we had to put it in an order, uh, one would be, of course, your continuous uh, uh, drilling to continuity of for resource work. Uh, a long strike and then at depth to connect the dots. Uh, would two and two A be uh, uh, the regional gold exploration and the regional VMS? Did the VMS jump up? Uh, I, I mean, how do you how do you categorize that? <laughs> it's 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 tough. So we're basically allocating um, work to both at the moment. We'll see what all the numbers come back from the gold. And that will, and, and also from our follow-up drilling on um, the VMS, and that will dictate where our focus goes. But it's a good problem to have in that you've got great discoveries, um, and you're not sure what ones to follow up on. So I think that that's a problem that we'll continue to have as we keep working this project. It's it's certainly got a lot of metal endowment, and it's been really underexplored over the years. It's it's really just been focused on that strip that we we we've been focusing on too. So I think as we start allocating capital, getting a better scientific understanding of the project, that more discoveries will be made across the entirety of it. Well, I hope that uh, the, the regional gold exploration and the VMS keep on a tight horse race down the stretch <laughs> to uh, uh, which becomes number two uh, on your priority list. Uh, you've got a heck of a number one and now you've got a heck of a number two and two A, and we don't know which one's leading the race yet. No, and we'll find out uh, in the coming months for sure, once, um, once we get it all back. Kelly, I know you're a busy guy these days, and uh, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you guys uh, sponsoring my website so that I can do a lot more reporting want to thank you very much for joining us and I'm going to do a little wrap up here and, uh, and before we end the show but again thanks a lot for your support for coming on the shows to help explain to my audience what you're doing and to helping uh, uh, me do the reporting that I do. Well thanks so much Alan thanks for your support as, as always for the last I guess two and a half years now you've been you've been speaking with us and following us. So very, very much appreciated. Thanks for having me on and let's do it again soon. Yeah, we will for sure. I know you guys are gonna have lots of news. So let me wrap it up, Kelly. Um, there you go, folks. I mean, um, I hope it's not a mystery as to why I like this company so much uh, and why I invited them to be a sponsor of my show, whether it's sponsors of my show or companies that I pick. Uh, it all comes down to what the truth machine is telling us with the drilling. Um, I noticed, I, I recognized very early that they had the makings of something special at their high grade zone. Uh, they've continued to prove that. 
I think the company is undervalued just based on that alone. Uh, I look at companies with, with similar characteristics. In fact, I would argue that uh, uh, Amex has the, the continuity story that these other companies don't have to the same degree. I'm looking forward to that paper that Kelly was talking about because that will shine more light on the unique characteristics of this uh, exceptional high-grade continuity. So I see companies with, you know, multiple valuations of where um, where Amex is right now. So I think they're tremendously undervalued based on the high-grade gold uh, discovery. Uh, but now they're adding sweeteners that are potential, you know, if you were a junior and you found only the VMS or only the regional discoveries that they've made, you'd be dancing in the street, as Kelly said. So, um, you know, I, I think that if you put it all into context of what they found, potentially what they're going to find, the resource that they're working on, the unique uh, high grade, that this is a company that every investor that's interested in gold and now copper as well uh, should be looking at. Uh, I think it's, uh, um, I mean, it's been about a, a 5X uh, since I first started com con covering the company. And I think that they've got a lot of growth ahead of them. So take a look at um, uh, their website They've got a lot of great information on there. Kelly and his team are very good at explaining what they're doing. I think you should look much closer at all the data that they have on their website. And uh, I think you'll, uh, you'll quickly realize why I'm such a bull on Amex exploration. And as I said earlier, I think we're in a good time for gold to start performing. This time last year, gold was trading at around $1,700 an ounce. Uh, it then went on a run to almost $2,100 an ounce. I think even at $2,100 an ounce with all the debt that's out there and the inability of the, the interest rates to go up, that uh, you know this is a uh, good space for investors that they'll be treated well, especially if they can buy with good timing. And I think we're at that critical juncture where we're going to see gold run and uh, and the gold stocks and uh, and copper is already doing very well um, really perform like rock stars and uh, I think Amex is a rock star so check them out do your homework and uh, we're going to keep following closely all the developments at um, at Amex so have a great day and we'll talk to you soon thanks everyone